0: Visit BetterHelp.com slash Make Your Bed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P pcom slash Make Your Bed. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. I feel like at this point, you probably think, along with every single one of my close friends, that I'm a caricature of myself with how much I hate capitalism and harp about it. But I genuinely think it's silly not to talk about and be excited about the fact that we are in late stage capitalism. And honestly, I think it's really important that we, the real cool people of the world, talk about where to go next. Because I'll tell you who has been talking about where we go next. And that's the capitalists who have a lot to lose from losing the effects of having 10 people in charge of whatever company they're exploiting. Because our generation is at a really fortunate crossroads where we get to decide how to format society to be better for its people. We get to start prioritizing the human beings over the concept of money. Wherever you stand politically, it is obvious from a normal person standpoint that something needs to fucking change. Capitalism ain't it for most of us, even the ones of us who are still believing that we may one day get rich. And I'm talking to myself here, because we all think it, I think, right? Either way, by being the selected special generation that gets to start intentionally deciding and making moves towards where our society should go next is pretty fucking exciting to me. Terrifying, for sure, but also fucking cool. But more importantly, the most crucial decision for the future of humanity. You know, this is bigger than us, which is a reason I think most of us panic when we hear the severity of the problems that have been created by capitalism. And listen, I'm logical. I understand why capitalism is appealing for a while. It does work really well for a couple of generations. But then the snake eats its tail, and it upends itself, and human beings suffer, which is quite simply a humanitarian crisis. And I know it sounds intense that we have so much to do, but in reality, it's in everything that we do where we support either our community or our economic growth as a society. And here's the thing. I'm not telling anyone to spend money that they do not have or pretend like we don't live in a capitalist society where we have to participate in the game. Instead, I am empowering you to understand that you don't have to make huge changes, but every change you make makes a difference. Of course, if our neighborhoods were off the grid and solar paneled up and fresh water was accessible and free for everyone, and there was a community garden in which everyone contributed and benefited is a great goal, but we need to think about where we are now and how to get to a more sustainable and self-sufficient, empowering, and slower pace. Because this is too fucking much for everybody. But it's hard because we are the first ones to kind of wake up out of the stupor of the conventional economic logic. And conventional economic logic hinges on the core assumption that bigger economies are better. And the concept that growth for growth's sake is more important than environmental or humanitarian crises that arise. And in the words of one of my favorite YouTubers, Andrewism, growth for growth's sake is cancer logic. In evolved species and people and plants and things that are thriving, growth is a core foundational important part of the process. But at some point, you hit your maximum growth for optimization and you stop. Unfortunately, our capitalistic society sailed right on past that milestone so long ago. And I am not alone in this. There is a massive movement of degrowthers who argue that an endless desire for more and bigger national economies, greater consumption, bigger corporate profits, is misguided and harmful and not good for anyone except for the select few. Our GDP, the gross domestic product, or how much money a society has, is a terrible metric for social well-being. Just think about your own finances compared to those of Wall Street. When Wall Street's doing good, that doesn't mean you necessarily are. And when they're doing bad, it doesn't necessarily reflect your situation either. And the concept of degrowth is... Really optimistic, I understand, but the fact remains, we need to change something, So the more we get comfortable in a slower society that models buying things as we actually need them instead of when we think we need them or have convinced ourselves we need them and using our most valuable asset, which is our attention and our time, honing in on the things that are important to us, like the people we love and the community we spend our time in is not only empowering, but it does make a fucking difference over time. Way more of a difference than buying a reusable straw that you lost immediately and had to buy another, and then another, and then another, before you realized, maybe this isn't better for the environment than just sipping out of the side of a cup. Just me? Who knows? Uh, anyway, I'm happy to report that most younger generations understand that the climate emergency is beyond that, and we're not just climate anxious anymore. But I'm also happy to report that it's not all doom and gloom out there. People are doing the fucking work. And if all the media you're consuming is doom and gloom, look in at the resource and see what they have to gain from that. Smarter people than myself have laid out roadmaps with plans to achieve dramatic reconfiguration of our economy that centers around clean energy and other emissions-reducing solutions. It's not like everything will crash because it will still promote new technology and market innovations to make these things more affordable. So while it may feel like the end of the world as we know it, it is not the end of the world. It is simply a change into a better, more sustainable environment that is in harmony with both the surroundings and the humans within it. This doesn't mean we have to lower our living standards or promote everyone going off-grid. It just means we have to vote for the people with sustainable infrastructures in mind and share goods with our neighbors, reduce our food waste, and reduce buying shit we don't fucking need. And most importantly, focus your attention and time on things that are beneficial to you, your community, and the world. That's not to say you can't still watch Real Housewives to Decompress, But it is to say there is a benefit in spending your time intentionally. It is not our responsibility to change the world. But if we do start thinking in terms of sufficiency, we will change our lives in a positive way. And ultimately, it will inspire others to do it, which will inevitably change the world in the way we'd like it to. And I apologize for the energy I brought to today's episode, but she comes out when I rant about capitalism. So I hope it fired you up as much as it fired me up. I love you guys so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, cutie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better?